You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time for another edition of Culture Neuro Chat, Thursday edition of the program. I'm Jeremy, and I'm joined, per usual, by Robbie. And, oh boy, do we have a game to talk about today, Robbie. Yeah, yeah, today, and we we, we, we decided not to do the pod last night to let it sink in a little bit, I think, uh, <laughs> gives us time to get a little bit of perspective. And uh, I've come to the conclusion, after a bit of time to think, that it was indeed awful Ooh, dire. <laughs> just like we thought <laughs> so uh, yeah that, that little bit of time to reflect on what we watched and yes i've come to the conclusion that it was terrible so um let's uh, let's discuss it a, a bit i guess pathetic even atletico at home to uh bayern munich sorry levante i, I easily easy <laughs> to confuse the two um oh you you've been reading my tweets have you <laughs> yes guilty as charged <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, they actually did make them for a little bit, make them look like Bayern Munich. They did, for, yeah, Levante de sure. Munich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some combination of the two, man. Because how else can you explain uh, Atletico losing again, this time at home to twentieth place Levante, one uh, nil, one shot on target the entire game. I mean, it, this has got to be a new low. This has to be rock bottom for Atletico this season. Yeah, I think it was. And, and, and I think the report that you wrote about last night as well uh, with uh, Cadenetser, mm. and it, it's starting to look pretty ugly uh, and it's going to get worse. And I think that 
not only losing one nil fine, they're not fine. Losing one nil is whatever. But they went down like it wasn't like they conceded in the last minute and didn't have a chance to reply. They conceded on the fifty in the fifty fourth minute. Yep. Brought a whole lot of subs off the bench and still didn't look like scoring. Um, and 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 then it turned into just a a mess of players. Uh, you know, when one sec the Herrera comes off the bench, you know, stop trying to analyze this game from a tactical standpoint because it's just pure it's just pure mayhem. And uh, I think yeah, like Marcus Sorrenti being moved around and and uh, and who uh, yeah, Renan Lodi being brought on. Uh, it just just completely weird, and I don't really know. Um, what else to say about it on that front, yeah. Yeah, a really bad day on and off the pitch. Uh, the report Robbie is referencing, I wrote about last night on Spanish radio, uh, claiming that Atletico are sourcing Diego Simeone replacements for the end of the season. We'll talk a- about that a little later in the uh, in the show and see if there's anything to it and what it means. Uh, Mateus Cunha also suffering an injury in the second half. The club uh, announcing this morning, Thursday morning, he suffered a a sprain to his uh, right his right knee ligaments. He's likely going to be out for a couple months. Uh, how can this get worse? Can this possibly get worse? Cunha has been one of Atletico's uh, best players this season, one of their brightest sparks, one of their most energetic and intense players, and he's going to be out for a couple months with an unfortunate knee injury from a collision with Levante's Oscar Duarte. Yeah, it looked really nasty when I saw it because I I've torn my cruciate knee ligament before in the oh. past, and I know that I know that feeling, and I could see his screams, and it's like such a weird pain. It's like inside the oh man, I was like oh I can feel your pain. Um, what's what and, is and the pain why, like? Eh, it's kind of like it's inside the knee, but but see the problem, it's it's like it's like a, it's not like, it, it's it's weird because. The way your knee bends, and most likely when you do do your cruciate, your your ACL, you're probably going to do damage to the meniscus as well. So that's where a lot of the pain comes from. But the actual knee ligament, it's kind of like if you ever got your funny bone hit, it's like inside the knee. It's like a weird, but you kind of know once it's once you do it. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that that my knee is just out there exploding so so and his knee bent in a kind of that similar way you know mm. you know when you see guys bending their knee in that way when it kind of collapses in on itself so that's why i thought it just didn't look good and then he was on the bench with the ice and i think they were like we're gonna have to bring you in here and get you looked after and he was limping and that's the thing like when you do your cruise it would there would have been a, and i'm not saying he did we don't know but there's so much swelling around it when you do damage it that you can walk and you're you're okay but um uh, it's it's only after it that you you can you can do proper tests and get a proper look at the at the uh, cruciate knee ligament and see if if there has been damage done to it. So, yeah, uh, just such a bad blow for Atletico. He is like you said, Atletico are crying out for players who can uh, who care. Yeah, <laughs> who, basically. Who, who, yeah, and who who show that they actually want the ball and want to. Uh, fight for it, and and he he's one of those players, and and they've just lost him, and it's it's, it's a massive blow for them, and and uh, yeah, they, they don't really have a replacement for him in terms of his energy and 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 what he brings to the team, but but I also think that, and and, and we'll talk about this now. I, I'd say, but um, I thought it was really unfair as to how they were trying to get the ball to him last night, in that. The amount of times I just rewatched the first half just before we we got on the call here, and um, 
and they were just launching long balls to him. And, and and part of me thinks that that was because that was part of the tactic, and that's how Simeone thought he could he could win the game. But it was also a kind of a last resort. It was like a, it was like a, we're not going to play it through the middle, so we're just going to go along. And um, and it's it's a severe it's a severely limiting style or way of thinking when that's how do you reduce the risk long ball it like it's 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 football from the 1960s like you know mm-hmm. and uh, and they just kept uh, kept a kind of lumping long balls on top of him and going over his head and and just so so um so hard for him to get into the game and and then as uh, as collateral damage that Correa didn't touch the ball and he couldn't build up a link with Reynaldo and just a completely disjointed performance and uh, yeah I think the the base of it all was the tactics yeah the the problem with going with just hoofing it and going long playing route one football is I think the idea behind that for Simeone was that he's so scared of losing the ball in midfield and getting hit on the counter that just you just bypass the midfield entirely so push it forward to Correa and Cunha okay fine but you're going to the best plays are going to be linked through midfield the best actions and created chances are going to be linked through midfield. This plan did not work, uh, as evidenced by Atletico ringing up only uh, a grand total of one shot on target, Robbie, in the entire 97 minutes, including second-half stoppage time. Uh, Correa had the only shot on target, and it was at the very end of the game. Uh, so this plan did not work. Uh, really nothing Cholo has tried has worked this season. We've talked about it a lot. The tactics have been um, puzzling. He's chopped and changed and tried to look for a whole bunch of solutions in uh, a whole bunch of different ways possible, but nothing is stuck. And Atletico are sliding down the table. They're now four points off the final Champions League place. Uh, it's, let alone top, you know, put aside top four, can this team even get top six, top seven at this rate? Yeah, I... I like, the, and, and, and we're, we're not talking about, they didn't play... Villarreal or Athletic Club last night they played Levante Levante are awful they've conceded 50 goals this season 50 mm-hmm. goals over 2 goals a game uh, they, they've only scored 14 they had 11 points from 23 games awful and, and, and not all yeah awful and, and also kind of kind of watery like the, the kind of team who you can if you impose yourself on them you can get at them and uh, that's why I said that I, I feel like Atletico can kind of make put two or three past them here and, and kind of expel some some of the ghosts of, that, that have been haunting them but um, and also Levante don't even they, they you, you ask someone who doesn't watch Spanish football and they will not be able to name one name from Levante right honestly uh, maybe Morales. Yeah, he I was just going to say maybe, and he was on the bench. Yeah, he wasn't playing. Martin Cáceres playing centre back. Like this is a, a, a this is a Segunda Division um, um, team in Levante and Atletico reigning champions and at home uh, in, in a massive game, and they couldn't even get themselves up for this. I just wonder how deep and how how bad this. How deep the, the 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 dysfunction is, and how bad it can get. Because if you can't get yourself up for a game like Levante and kind of put, put, put two or three past them, I really don't know. But 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 also just like and this is this is the issue with with the game last night. In, in that people are saying all oh, the injuries and 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 players not playing well. 
tactics were all wrong. You spoke there about, and, and you said it last night about them not being, uh, being, um, they're not press resistant. The problem is, like tactics one on one. You try to build superiorities. You try to kind of right. get. Oh, we have three men in the middle of. We have three men in the area of the field where the ball is. You have two. We pass it. Uh, we 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 have superiority. Really simple. And Atletico can't do that because they played a four four two. Levante played played a three five one. Uh, it was like a three five two. Um, dependent on and they were they were kind of fluid, but they had five in the middle, and uh, Atletico had four, and 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 they pushed a man up, and so it was four on four, uh, and and Atletico were forced to go long, and then any time that they went back, for example, there was a there was an incident in the first half when they went back to Oblak, and he. If he had a turned and played it out to the right hand side, to I think it was either Jorente or Rodrigo de Paul with his left or even with his right, but no, he came back and went back into the to the congested area. Atletico Levante had them pinned in, and Atletico ended up giving away a a a a, 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 a throw in from a pass that just. And I was just looking at it going, they they can't they they have no way of building from the back. They're just going to have to, and this is what I was saying about Cunha, they have to just go along. They, they, this is the only option. And, and this is this is what happened then. So it was 4-4-2, Cunha and Correa versus three at the back and a holding midfielder with Condogbi and Koke sitting. And, and so so essentially, Atletico, had, there was four Levante players versus two Atletico. And then what would happen is Condogbi or Koke would push up Leaving a, 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 a hole in 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 the in the middle, and just tiring themselves out, just running up and back, shuttling up and back, instead of maybe like pushing Thomas Lamar up there and playing take Koke off, let Condobia sit as the as the as the as the anchor, and then and see the problem then was as I'm I'm. I'm Okay, I know this is very difficult on a podcast, but I, but just bear with me here because I'm writing an article about it as well. But 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 then Atletico would go narrow, and Levante would come out wide, and there was so much space. It was, and I was just watching it. That's what we were talking about earlier about making them look like Bayern Munich. They were they were so easy to play through, and even when they couldn't play through them in the centre, Atletico went real narrow, old school Atletico four four two. And just the wings were wide open. And Thomas Lamar was looking around going, and there was a couple of times when Correa would press up on the centre-back and the pass would go out to the to the, to the the uh, full-back or the wing-back and he'd look around him and there'd be nobody and he was kind of just looking going, where like Who's pressing with me? Mates? Who's going to help me win the ball? Yeah. What options I do I have? Ran, I just ran 20 yards to close this guy down. And he's got the easiest option, and not, and it's not just an easy option; it's an easy forward option. They're actually moving the ball forward. It was, it was, man. The whole thing was wrong. Levante put a, that was a, a, a lesson. Simeone was given a lesson last night by 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 Lichy, this Levante coach, and like, and and then you know what? He went with three at the back eventually when there was like 10, 15 minutes left, and but it, it was kind of like. And this is what Simeone decided. We're going with four four two, and and no matter, and he was kind of like, I'm not changing. I'm that. That's the way we're playing. And Levante came out, and it was clear from the start that 
um, that that it wasn't working. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, uh, the, the shape just didn't suit. What it didn't work against what Luante were trying to do, and he wouldn't change it. And because he's been hurt so many times by this tree at the back, and he doesn't have the personnel, and he would have had to get gotten it wrong. And man, I I I don't know. Um, like, and I can I can kind of understand his point in that, and like we're going to play this way, but. It, it wasn't working, and I and he he got it wrong, and then he only changed it at the end. And even then, it was like, look, it's too late at this stage. The match has kind of descended into this kind of mess of a, of I don't know, but I, like as far as I'm concerned, that's that's on Diego Simeone. And um, now, obviously, the players just can't seem to figure out what they're doing, and and, and there's a, a serious lack of lack of effort and a lack of understanding in that, but I genuinely think that that comes from Simeone. Yeah, I think it all emanates from the touchline. As as we've said, Simeone has chopped and changed and tried a, several different tactics this season, starting with the 3-5-2, then moving to a 3-4-3, then a 4-4-2, and a 4-3-3, and the the players are are not chameleons you know they they can't they're not tactical chameleons they have demonstrated that Simeone ideally wants them to play one way and the players that the club continues to purchase do not play this way they they are not capable of playing this way um even though they demonstrated it for a brief time last year it is looking more and more like that was an aberration right based on how Atletico have looked the majority of the past three seasons that one half season in, at the start of the 2020-2021 uh, campaign, which ended with Atletico winning the league title, that let looks uh, looks very far away now. Uh, it looks like a, an aberration, and an exception to the rule. Simeone has not been able to solve this numerical inferiority the entire season, and the team looked worse when they moved to a 4-3-3 after the hour mark to ostensibly to try to generate some reaction, but that reaction never came. Atletico ended up with one shot on target against La Liga's bottom side, who are almost certainly going down at the Wanda Metropolitano. Um, really, that that's where you can begin and end the analysis of the game, is that they had one shot on target against Levante, who have now not lost any of their past four with Atletico, and they will be glad to see them in Segunda, assuming that they do go down in two, three months' time. Um... Oof. Yeah, and, and let's talk about Levante's goal uh, because uh, it was an instance where Atletico were again hit on the counter, again uh, just destroyed in transition. Both Jose Jimenez and new signing Renildo uh, just wasted here. They were just destroyed on this quick counterattack uh, with Jorge de Frutos feeding the final pass to Gonzalo Melero. Um, I don't think Jose Jimenez should have started this game, Robbie. He's been out with COVID. He hadn't trained in a week. But he was inserted into the match day squad Wednesday morning, uh, like an hour before kickoff. And he made a couple massive mistakes in this game. Uh, and Atletico were lucky not to lose by more. Yeah. And, and I, I, uh, yeah. Um, what, what, what else can we say? We, we're like, and I, I, I guess slumps in form and, and things like that are, are, are can be explained away by just whatever but like but but i also but, but we've been saying this all season it has never once i i i will i challenge you to go back and listen to one time when we were we came out of a game thinking there was a real purpose to that there might have been kind of 
a couple of glimpses where we were maybe thinking this might be, but it, it hasn't been good all season. And and and, and the, the problem is here, and I and I can understand people have opinions. This is all. I mean, so this is my opinion. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not suggesting it's tr- it's right or anything. And I'm biased towards certain things, but. Like this, this unwillingness to, to to point blame at Simeone, it, it's I find it. Um, I mean, I find it kind of putting your head in the sand because, and 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 I'd also say that Diego Simeone has had an incredible run, ten years at the very top. He has turned Atletico into also runs from also runs into a top team in European football. Uh, a top destination for 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 with with, with world class players, going from buying players for five and ten million to buying players for for one hundred twenty six million euro, he has he has catapulted them into a stratosphere that they've never been in before, and um, at a time when it's ex- increasingly hard to to get into that upper echelon of of, of teams, right? So, so he's 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 won two La Ligas. Uh, got to two Champions League finals, won a, won a, a number of other trophies, and, and come close. And, and like he's had an, a, a legendary spell at the club. It's absolute. There's no shame whatsoever in the fact that he has run out of ideas here at a club that has a ceiling. He has found a ceiling, and now he's kind of. And 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 what we're watching is the problems that manifest themselves when you reach that ceiling and you, you're beating your head against the wall and you, you people start getting upset and this is what happens. And I don't think there's any shame in that. There's no shame in admitting defeat. In like 11, 10 years, um, eleven into his 11th year, um, uh, is, is, is nothing to sneeze at. It's, it's an incredible run. And... At times when when managers are being sacked quicker than ever before, I think that Simeone admitting that Simeone is both a legend and that he's also beginning to hurt his own legacy here are are, are two perfectly fine opinions. Like, and I and I think that uh, I think that while we while we praised him for everything he did and he deserved that praise, right now it's a case of so well, Cholo, this is still your team and you're. You have to take the criticism that comes with that, and um, and yeah, I, I just think that everything starts with him, and and it ends with him essentially. And I know there's been injuries, and I know he's been poor form, and there's been mistakes, but I do think that uh, it, it starts and ends with the manager. It's looking very much like like we're nearing the end of the line for Cholo, doesn't it? Because as you've said, that there's there's a lack of ideas, there's a lack of problem solving. They're just creating more problems. And it's going to hurt the the bottom line. Atletico have entered the Champions League via league position the past nine years. That streak, it's not certain to come to an end, but if I'm a betting man, I'm not betting on Atletico to get into the Champions League next year. Um, And I'm seriously doubting whether they can finish top six. Now, there doesn't seem to be... uh, 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 There doesn't seem to be a limit right now to to this free fall um jamie easton who works at la liga tv was at the metropolitano last night and he tweeted that he can't he can't explain what's going on now here's the tweet right here honestly i have no explanation as to what is happening to atletico and the feeling here among fans players managers staff is that nobody has an answer and that's a huge problem um, so when that happens you have a couple things you can do as a club right you can either move out 
a dozen players in one summer, or you can change the coach. And I wonder which one Atletico are going to do. And I don't especially, personally, I don't especially want Simeone to leave. Uh, but I think it is getting to the point where it is necessary for the, the next chapter of Atletico's history to be written. Uh, th- this season has been a disaster. I don't think anyone really expected this entering the season. Um, for Not only for Atletico's league title defense to be over in November, but the team to struggle this much with injuries and struggle this much with its identity and just even backing into the top six like that looks like it's going to be a genuine mountain to climb getting in to the top six and as you've said Robbie there really is no shame it's been more than a decade in charge most managers at the very top level now don't last at the same club for more than three four years like Zinedine Zidane was so burned out by managing Madrid he had to leave twice yeah, no, and, and, and that's um, and Simeone. Any anyone that anyone with half a brain understands what what um, gave us Simeone has done for this club and for for Atletico Madrid, and and I, I think that history is going to be very very kind to him, and and that's there's no problem. But I think right now, like I think that he, Simeone is um, is a. Not a specialist coach in 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 that, uh, but I, I think I do think he needs to maybe go away and and, and have a think about about uh, because football has, has has changed a lot too in in, in how it's played and and uh, obviously he, he he part of the reason why they won the league last year was because he adopted that he adopted that tree at the back formation and he has shown himself to be uh, open to new ideas but it just he just doesn't he doesn't really believe in it and he doesn't know how to how to he doesn't know how to and when to change in and out of those systems when necessary um, and I guess I guess like when, when we look now at um, for example like I mean La Liga has been going through a little bit of a decline now over the last number of years and we watch Real Madrid and, and PSG and and um, like we just I mean it was it was the, it was the biggest it was the biggest one nil beating I've ever seen in my life <laughs> and, and, um, and Real Madrid just had no answers we're about to watch Barcelona versus Napoli tonight in the Europa League and Barcelona had their own issues and I think Atletico won the league last year uh, as um, but by default essentially like I mean they, I, I think that they that it was Barcelona that lost it for themselves and Real Madrid weren't at the races and are, are going through their own um, you know, regeneration. But and, and, I, and I think that Atletico, there has been kind of like, a, there has been a, what would you call it, like a, 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 a creep, a standard, a rotting, and not rotting is such a negative word, but like a, uh, a declining in standards and and um, identity over the last eighteen months to to two years, and you could probably even go back further than that, like because they haven't really been competitive in the Champions League in a number of years now either. So you can kind of see that uh, that that's been kind of creeping in that that decline, and and I think now that we're we're just witnessing the the, the end of, of the of the of Cholismo uh, at Atletico. Physically, Atletico cannot match up with the top teams anymore. Like, they can't even match up with most of La Liga physically anymore. Uh, and that is a, a huge issue. Like, It's one thing to be second best against teams like Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, etc. Um, it's another thing to get bossed on your home pitch by Levante. You know, that, that's just intolerable and, and, and should be unacceptable. 
and there needs to I don't know there needs to be a reckoning about that but this entire season needs to be reassessed and about and it needs to be viewed through the lens of where Atletico go next um but yeah as I was watching Inter and Liverpool yesterday and I saw two teams there particularly the eventual winners Liverpool who play a much more modern style and are much more physically fit and uh, are more innovative tactically than Atletico. And what, part of what made Atletico such a, a fascinating, some some called it boring, whatever, um, such a fascinating and intriguing watch in 2014, 15, 16, 17, was this, you knew who they were, and they knew who they were. They were staunchly dedicated and committed to their identity. It was a throwback, absolutely. Uh, it wasn't really overly complicated, but they just did what they did so well and believed in it so fiercely and firmly uh, they had character. They had intensity. This Atletico team doesn't have that. They don't have that spark. They don't have um, that battling spirit. They they it's a, it's a lack of character, really, uh, in so many of these games this season. Like, how do you not respond? Like at home to Levante, when you have more than half an hour to come back after conceding the opening goal. Like there there was no response. Um, and like, I'm not going to speculate about what's going on in the dressing room versus what's not, but. It's very, very strange uh, that they're that you know the, the coach's position is possibly on the line, and there wasn't really any any fight back. And I think those and I think those two things kind of correspond. Like Atletico are incapable of stepping it up another notch, even when the situation demands that they do. The teams in the past that under Simeone that really embodied this Cholismo spirit and this Cholismo philosophy didn't necessarily have that problem. Of course, La Liga teams were better positioned to compete for the biggest honors back then than they are now. Yes, and and, and you you mentioned earlier there about about character and 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 I, and I think that what we saw or what we're seeing is is that um, when you sign a player, certain players, uh, and you move into that kind of territory where you're where you're attracting world class players, a part of the a part of the deal. It, when you start signing those kind of players is that the manager is going to have to give up a little bit of autonomy and, and, and players in, that I'm speaking about in, in, are, are kind of like Luis Suarez um, Joe Felix maybe in that you're, you're, you're as a part of the bargain or as a part of the deal you're getting goals galore but you're also getting uh, a massive personality that you have to deal with and that the manager has to accept he's kind of given up a little bit of autonomy so just as an example on a, on a kind of a larger scale is PSG any manager going in there has to appreciate that I have to get my message across A but I also have to do it within the confines or within the um, with the understanding that I'm dealing with the biggest personalities in world football. These 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 personalities reach beyond football into into the into the larger cultural moment, and and I think that uh, Atletico by signing a Luis Suarez, Joe Felix, uh, Simeone has started to lose a little bit of um, uh, autonomy over the squad when from what he had maybe eight years ago so like we saw last night Luis Suarez on the sideline and um, kind of grumpy and, and nodding his head and upset and, and 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 people will say oh Simeone doesn't care about that but but 
even if he doesn't, he's aware of it, and his 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 players are aware of it, and that has an effect. It has a knock-on effect. It starts to kind of. Uh, so in a way you kind of have to work hard at both implementing your tactics but also making sure that Suarez is happy and Suarez isn't happy unless he's playing 90 minutes every week and I, and I think that Suarez is just an example the same can be said for Joe Felix and, and uh, some of the other bigger names that they've signed um, and, and, and I think that Simeone hasn't been able to navigate those waters as well as he might have liked Um and he's kind of had to do it on the fly, uh, not on the fly, but in order to keep up, he's had to keep uh, adapting bit and giving up a bit of himself every single transfer window in order to keep up with the pace of the of the uh, with the pace of Atletico's rise, mm. which was all down to which was all down to Simeone in the first place. Right. But but slowly but surely it morphs into a team that you don't even recognise anymore yourself. And I think Simeone hasn't been given the chance to take a step back, or, or he, he'll need a year or two to kind of, or, or maybe he'll jump straight into a job in Italy or the Premier League, and he'll do he'll do well and, and, and all that. But I think that um, I think that this Atletico Madrid, he's not even sure what it is and what it is that they need anymore. And I think that uh, I think that um, I think that yeah. So slowly but surely, it evolves into something. That lacks, and, and what we're seeing on the field again is, is that kind of lack of character and that lack of uh, cohesion, and um, and I think Simeone hasn't been able to, which is no, um, which is no kind of a dig at him either. It's a really difficult thing to do, especially when there's no clear cut answer. Like, it, and and uh, we've seen it just kind of fall apart now this season. Uh, and Suarez's form has fallen off, which meant he had to be dropped, which meant he wasn't happy. And then it's just, uh, and it's just around and around we go. The questions have been asked about the the evolution into Cholismo 2.0, or the questions have been uh, asked. The asked the points have been raised. The debate's been held about whether Simeone could could change his spots. This is dating back to 2016, 2017. And really, it's felt like every time those questions have been asked, Atletico have responded, right? They've entered a good period of form. They've kind of uh, put pushed those doubts uh, aside and, and, and achieved the objectives that were realistic, that were reasonable. Um, but now it, it doesn't seem like there's really a solution to this. It, it seems like this is one magic trick Cholo Simeone is not going to be able to pull off. Uh, it, it's looking very unlikely as the team's performances have really been similar the entire season. We talked earlier in the show about the numerical inferiority. Like I'm watching yesterday, and as I've watched many games this season, there is so much space between Atleti's midfield and its forward line. There is no coordinated team press. Uh, Atletico, have the club has brought in players who can... Like, listen, I'm not saying that a new manager can turn them into Manchester City. Like, very different context there, uh, economically as well as on the, on the field. But um, the club has brought in players that are at their best playing in in styles that do not necessarily correspond and correlate with the old school Chilismo way of understanding the game. And that that's not necessarily, uh, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, so, Simeone can still teach these players quite a bit. And when they have been interviewed, these players have admitted that we've learned how to defend, we've learned how to fight for one another, we have 
we've learned how to play with a certain attitude, etc. But that doesn't, it's not reflecting on the pitch anymore. And that means there needs to be a change. Now, how drastic that change is going to be, Robbie, I guess we'll find out over the summer. Um, on Spanish radio last night, uh, there was the report from Manu Carreño that Atletico were looking for replacements. Uh, Mundo Deportivo reported this morning that Atletico are, are firmly committed to Simeone and are not contemplating a replacement. Um, that's not surprising. They're not They're not actively going to tell MD that they're looking for a new coach. So I guess that shouldn't be too surprising. But um, I don't know. Like, how how bad can this get? Could, could it get so bad that Cholo is dismissed or there's an agreement before the end of the season for him to leave? Like, um, how bad does this get? I guess that's the question, isn't it? I mean, it's kind of, it's, yeah, I don't know, maybe not the word is scary to think, but it's kind of cring- like cringy to think, like, how bad can this get? Um, because because every time we, we expect a response from them, they just, they're just, it's just not happening. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I think, okay, so, so, so as bad as it's going to get is that, like if he stays on and they continue to perform poorly, they'd miss out. They they finish. We'll just say this is the worst. The worst case scenario is they finish seventh. And and okay, out of Europe, rebuild, get to the summer, and just kind of start a new project with a new manager, and just hope that he can have a similar impact that Simeone or or uh, uh, can can can. Um, keep them in the top four and get them back into the Champions League so that they can reinvest, whatever. But all that does essentially is is push um, it just ruins Simeone's legacy. That's that's all we're kind of looking at right now because they're not going to win anything. Uh, I would say top four is, well firstly top four is a, is a bronze medal at best anyway so when you're just, oh, just fighting for top four you've already lost. Yeah. So they're not going to win the league. They're 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 they're, they're not going to win the Champions League. Um, and so so essentially now all you're trying to do is just try to hang on and not and and let Simeone go out with some kind of um, dignity. I think, <laughs> and and uh, I think that um, I think that yeah so it, that could happen where they finish sixth or they finish seventh based on how bad they've been and how the injuries have hurt them and how bad they are defensively and how incapable they are of kind of just putting together a, a semi-coherent defensive and, and attacking game so um, yeah I think that's as bad as it's going to get now if, if Atletico Madrid are sitting there thinking we have to make top four then You've got a massive decision on your hands. In that, do we, do we, do we think? Obviously, Simeone is dead man walking. If it gets to that, but do we think that he is the best? Do they have a better option than him for the short term? And that's the decision that they're going to have to make. Yeah. And I would say. Just based off, like, kind of a... But then you, you can't just think for the next three months. You have to think, how do we... Is Simeone on board with this? Because Simeone, if they went to Simeone and said, listen, Diego, this is it. And he said, yep. Yeah. And they said, they, they, they almost actively kind of was, uh, worked towards an agreement that this was the end of it. 
it, it would leave it on better terms, leave Simeone and, and Atletico on better terms. But if they go behind his back and start to sort replacements and stuff starts coming out, I mean, Simeone is going to leave Atletico out the back door. And that's not a, a very nice thing for the best manager that's ever managed a team either. So it's a really, really sensitive situation uh, for for the, for the Atletico Madrid and, and, and how they want to be perceived and who they are as a club and, and how they want to treat their, their best ever manager. Because in 10 years or five or eight or 10 years, we're going to look back on this and we're either going to say they handled it well and they handled it with, um, with, with some class or we're going to say complete disgrace how they managed and, and uh, how they how they how they handled Diego Simeone at the end of his reign when he when he needed a hand and when he when he needed to their support he they, they didn't give it to him so I don't know man I mean it's uh, it's all kind of speculation at this point yeah but uh, it's, it's it's a sensitive uh, situation for them and a, a figure like Cholo Simeone deserves to leave the club whenever it happens out the front door um, you could argue he, he could have left last summer with his reputation 100% intact, uh, having just won the league, but his contract was renewed to 2024. And yeah, now you've got a real situation on your hands. Atletico traveled to Osasuna this weekend, uh, and we'll we'll preview this game before we sign off. Uh, El Sadar is a tough place to go. Osasuna are a tough team, uh, good defensively. Uh, with uh, forwards who can really trouble Atletico center backs, guys who are very good in the air. And this could be another tricky game for Atletico. Most of them are these days, given how the team performs most um, in most encounters. But Osasuna are tough, and El Sadar is a tough place to go. Antoine Griezmann expected back, but uh, beyond how do you see this one going, because that's kind of a boilerplate question, Um, what are going to be the keys if Atletico are going to enter the Man United game next week in good form with, with good feelings yeah well Griezmann is a massive is a massive part of that I mean they're obviously missing um, they're obviously missing uh, Cunha and I, I'd imagine Suarez and Griezmann will start and maybe Simeone might just kind of go all out against Osasuna obviously Osasuna bet them at the Wanda and Osasuna are, are, are a really difficult team to play against so um I'm not sure. Like, uh, I think I think uh, w- one of the other things is kind of grating at the moment, and I guess I don't really know what to expect, and I don't know what uh, what uh, you, uh, yeah I expect from the players to say. But uh, there's an awful lot of talk going on at the moment as well. Like every game is oh we just have to get better, and we 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 just have to uh, we, we, all this kind of stuff after games, and we need to knuckle down and that. And you're like okay, well talking to talk, but. And that's the other thing. It's the, the old Atletico Madrid did very little talking, but it was all just action, and, and they, they 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 showed us who they were rather than kind of telling us. And this version of Atletico is um, is uh, is it, more talked than action. They keep they know that there's and, and they just don't can't see solutions or they don't aren't able to. So uh, yeah, like this is the kind of game where you'd expect them to go in and just kind of throw caution to the wind and, and uh, but uh, I've, I've lost hope and lost faith that that's going to happen but uh, yeah like and, and, and the other thing is the is just the, the kind of it's getting kind of nasty too I don't know if you saw Ren and Lodi last night kind of shushing the fans telling them to be quiet like and like with all due respect to Ren and Lodi he's right in what he's saying but I'm not entirely sure that he's the man that should be <laughs> and, they, and they, they were whistling they were whistling Jose Jimenez yeah, well, well, Jimenez is, is is one of the guys who I'm talking about about kind of 
I don't know. He, he's kind of upset and he's disappointed. And but he, he like, where's his head at? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I understand that he, he just recovered from COVID, but like, he is um, like that header last night that led Jorge de Frutos in was what was he doing? Abysmal. He, he closed. I mean. If you're teaching a seven-year-old child how to header the ball, that's how you'd imagine they'd header the ball. He closed his eyes and just kind of, kind of hit it with the crown of his head. Like, what are you doing? You kind of hope for the um, best. Yeah, just such a bizarre player. Um, and 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 I know he's he's been in and out of the team with injuries, but just this whole none of this this team just doesn't make sense to me at the moment. Um, mm. And, and, and that goes for from everyone. Like I mean, and and even even Rodrigo de Paul, just awful last night. And and I don't know what he's trying to do or what he what his role is. Marcus Llorente is is about twenty percent of the player that he was when he was scoring eleven goals and getting the bucket load of assists last season. What what's going on with him? Uh, it just none of, none of this makes sense to me. So. I guess the key to the game, or what I'll be watching, is uh, can Atletico start to make sense again? <laughs> and I, uh, but I'm not, I'm not hopeful of that happening. Yeah, with Llorente and DePaul are, are very interesting in that. Yeah, I, I think you've hit on a good point there. We can only explain it kind of halfway. Like part of the issue is that yeah, the 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 structure of the squad it, it was in some it's improperly balanced. Llorente's had multiple injuries this year, and it's been a lost season for him, but. Yeah, it only goes so far um, to explaining, like, DePaul's been asked to play a position that isn't really his. Llorente's been playing right back or right wing back for 90% of the season based on a variety of circumstances, but that alone doesn't explain everything. Um, and it, it, Atletico running out of time to get to recover those players' form. Uh, and the, the game at El Sadar, uh, Atletico have not kept a clean sheet away from home all season, this is another chance to do so. We'll get a good look at Manu Sanchez, who's on loan, playing left back for Osasuna, who could be in the first team next year. Uh, Osasuna are coming off a 3-0 win against your Rio, Robbie, at uh, Vallecas. They're a good team. They're well-coached. They're well-structured. They've got uh, some very talented players. John Moncoyola in midfield is uh, the recipient of a 10-year contract last summer. So he's a guy they're going to be looking to build around. Sergio Herrera is a really good goalkeeper. Ante Budimir is a good forward. Gonna be a tough game, and I don't really like Atletico's chances. I don't. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and, and it could be like even a draw is a really bad result for Atletico. So they have to go out and win it, and yeah, I don't really have too much faith that they can uh, figure that one out. Yeah, uh, here's what the the race for the top four places look like. Uh, Betis are third on forty three points. Barca fourth on 39. Atletico level with Barca on 39 points. Uh, behind on goal difference, and Barca have a game in hand. Then La Real on 38. Villarreal on 36. Atletic on 34. Atletico still have to go to San Mames later this season. They've already, uh, and they end the season with uh, a game at Anoeta against Real Sociedad. Oi. Yeah, they're all fun. <laughs> Oof. Well. I would say it can't really get worse, but I I kind of I would doubt myself even saying that because as Atletico have shown this season, when there's no plan, there's no identity, and there's just chaos rampant on and off the pitch, there really is no end in sight to these these crazy results. And 
they'll look to steady the ship on Saturday, entering the Champions League tie against Man United on Wednesday. We will be here to talk about it, no matter what happens. Robbie, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the podcast. No problem, man. We'll, uh, we'll chat at the, the weekend for sure. Indeed. We will be back on on the weekend to discuss Osasuna and, and Atletico. That is a Saturday evening kickoff from Pamplona. And we will have plenty of coverage on Into the Calderon on social media and on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash chat. Make sure you subscribe to the Atletico Madrid Podcast Network on Spotify. You can listen to all episodes of Colt Chanero Chat and the Partido a Partido Podcast on Spotify. Until next time, adios. <laughs>